Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to Behind the Veil, a show that provides insight into the world of weddings. I'm your host, Keith Willard. Welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to be talking about whether or not you actually need a wedding planner. I mean, it seems to be a big question, especially in this day and age of do-it-yourself brides and couples. I mean, why not? You're able to do the research on your vendors. You're able to do the research on your venues and you're able to produce timelines all online. So why would you really need an event planner? Well, there's lots of reasons. And then on the event planner side, there's more services than ever that be, that are being offered. Everything from full service planning to day of logistics. But what does that really mean? And what should you be really expecting when booking these particular services. So I am so happy to have Bettina from Busy Bee Events as part of our uh, guest today. But before I introduce her, let me introduce Marcy Gutenberg with An Affair to Remember by Marcy. Hi, Marcy. Welcome back. Yay. So, yeah. So, you know, here we are again where, you know, this is part of our, you know, Wedding 101 series about the basics Mm -hmm. of wedding planning. And we've talked about, um, DJs, we've talked about photography, you know, we've talked about timelines. Now we're going to be talking about wedding planning, which is kind of close to both of our hearts. Right. And I mean, we both do it. Essential for planning any kind of an event, but especially weddings. I mean, yeah, but so, you know, but I mean, in this day and age, there's more so options. Than, oh, yeah, there's so many more options available online. And now that more and more people are at home being able to do it yourself, so to speak online does it make real does it make sense to have an event professional involved you know and and that's a mixed bag honestly you know and so i'm really excited to introduce bedin bettina with the busy bee events she is the owner of busy bee events and a favorite on behind the veil so it's it's good to have you back on the show hi Thank you for having me back. It's such a pleasure and congratulations on everything you've achieved. I'm oh, so thank you. you both. It's incredible. Oh, well, you know, we are just so excited that you, you're you back on the show. I mean, you were with us like, I don't know, a year and three months ago, almost. Oh, my God. It's been a, a wow. long time. Well, I know. It feels. <laughs> but I felt, like, I felt like you were the perfect match to talk about the, the event planning world because you've got some things that you're doing. On, on the side that I think are, are very helpful for people that are trying to do this on their own, which we'll, we're going to talk about soon. Um, but you know, the thing is, is that we, we have, we try to have these honest conversations about whether or not, you know, people need certain services in their life. And one of the, the one number one things that people try to cross out of their budget is an event planner, right? They think, right. well, I can do that. Why, right. why, why can't I do that? You know, yeah. and, and to be honest, why wouldn't they? Because right. everything is supposedly available online, but I'm going to actually bring up one of the points that you, you brought up right before we went uh, online is no wedding police. Talk a little bit more about your thought process behind no wedding police. Oh, yeah. I mean, my favorite, well, not my favorite, but a top call I I consistently receive when, you know, the season comes up and, you know, we have new client calls is the, hey, I wasn't originally going to get a planner, but now I am because I realized how much work it entails. And I'm like, (laughs) yep, full-time job just based on that exact fact. So it does take a lot of time and there are resources that can be helpful, but 
the resources have to be up to date, first of all, because there's a lot of out of date resources. I think trends go so quickly in the wedding industry and not only in regard to um, aesthetics, but also how to do things, how important certain aspects are to the vendor. And not only that, furthermore from that is wedding policing is what I call it. There is no one in the industry that is policing what people are saying on their websites. You know, a vendor can say like, oh, I am the best at this and I um, preferred vendors at all these top venues. And they, I've I reached out to them before and I've asked, hey, have you heard of this vendor? And they're like, no. No. They're like, <laughs> who, who are you talking about? <laughs> you know, and, and I feel like that's like kind of a number one thing is that I encourage all of my clients to do as much as they can possibly yeah. to to prepare for their own wedding. Yeah. But how do you trust what you see or read on the Internet? I mean, if you're not somebody that's in this world that is used to or know of people in this world, you're just supposed to trust what you read on the internet because exactly. if it's on the internet, it has to be true. Right. <laughs> Obviously. Like, Wikipedia is always right. But yeah, it, it honestly, you know, we used to say review based, but also with reviews, it can always have friends write reviews too. And that's where people lean towards a planner, like for their recommendation. So that's right. all road of hiring a planner, but there are also other methods of going about hiring vendors too. So it's really based on how much time you have on your hands and essentially to me at least, because you could find the information, but you have to dig deep and you even can lean onto the venue. But again, a big point to bring up that I'm asked all the time is what's the difference between a venue coordinator um, versus a wedding planner. And right. I, there's huge difference. Um, well, and I usually say that, you know, a hotel that says, hey, look, we are going to provide a coordinator that helps you coordinate your event. But at the end of the day, their boss is the hotel, right? Yeah. And if if you have somebody that is your, let's say, day of logistics person, they they answer to you. They're right. your advocate. You're They're exactly. the bride's advocate. They're not answering to the hotel. And, yeah. you know, and, and sometimes people have to, to, to remember that think about that. But yeah. you know, I want to go back to your comment about time because I think that the biggest question when it comes to whether or not to hire an event planner or an event professional really comes down to time. How much time do you have right. to do research? How much time do you have to do timelines? And I'm going to give you a little shout out actually Aww. here because <laughs> you started this course for for brides and couples to be able to plan their own wedding. But it does really come down to time because it is a 40-hour <laughs> course. Yeah, it's, you know? it's 40 lessons long. But essentially what I was seeing, especially during COVID and hard times, is like it's time but also your budget. So depending on your budget, sometimes people are not able to hire a planner or don't, you know, are not able to have time to find a planner and just – or even finding resources online. So what I've been noticing is I'll have phone calls with potential clients who just couldn't at all afford a planner, let alone a full service planner, which I know right. we'll talk about in detail the difference. But I was trying to think of a way how we can still help them and yet not be like physically there answering all their emails and phone calls. So that's when I started leaning towards an online course to teach people how to plan a wedding if they're just not able to afford a planner but really need that help. Right. Um, an example I gave, I always give is like a house wedding. So if you're planning or a park wedding, if right. you're like planning on having a wedding at your house, you don't think about the small details. Like the biggest thing to me is power. And I right. know you guys have experience with power before because it's so easy to blow a fuse. And not only that, like 
I had an Isla Murata wedding and it's a, you know, it's, it's an actual Isla Murata. Oh my God. Kill me uh, yep. now. Yeah. Anyway. And their grids are pretty closely uh, in the city. And so if you blow one grid, you blow the whole city. So, yep. you know, when you're doing a residential wedding, even if it's an Airbnb, it's right. important to know where your outlets are in the vicinity and like making sure not to plug into the same grids and blowing the fuse, which is a big thing. Part of my course to explain. Right. So like, and, but yet you are only having 10 people and want to allocate to the food and not a planner. So that's when I, I put together this course to help those who are just not able to afford one who has time to go through the course and to use it. Well, and you know, I have to say that when you first put out this course, I was always a fan of it. And I'm going to just put that out there like for sure. Like guys, I was a huge fan of Bettina putting out her own course. And I actually was a little like, shit, I should have done that myself. <laughs> you, know, you know, good for you kind of thing. Yeah, but, you know, but it, it is meant for very specific kind of clientele, people yep. that are wanting to do their own event, that have the time to do their exactly. own event. But at the end of the day, I, I will always encourage people like, look, even if you don't feel like you need an event planner, I feel like you need to at least have a, a, a session with an yep. event pro to at least talk about your event and totally. to get some insight because you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. At the end of the day. Oh, absolutely. Especially if it's like an Airbnb and you have no idea. No one's leading you in the direction of how to do a wedding at this place, which is right. why also as part of the course, I also talk about how to hire a wedding planner if it feels that you you will need one. But something right. to me that's so important, no matter the wedding, no matter the budget, is to always have a day of coordinator. Um, that's just so essential for everyone to have because you don't want your mom, your aunt, a bride oh, running into your what you want or the centerpieces are wrong and you're literally in the middle of hair and makeup you're like why and <laughs> you don't want that so you want someone to take care of that so i and throughout the whole course and all every time i talk on instagram or wherever right. i always say have a day of it's so important well but you okay so that that actually leads me into an interesting part of our conversation you know let's say that you are a bride you're you're looking at your wedding and you're thinking well i can do a lot of this you know, maybe I just need a day of. I think that it's important that our our couples out there that are listening to us understand what the responsibilities are as far as your services that are provided. Yeah. And when when I hear day of, I hear that the bride is responsible for handling and and, and doing all of the contracts and literally everything up until you hand it over to a person and say, this is my timeline. And these are the people that are involved in my day. What are your thoughts on that? I agree completely. That's how I operate day of as well. A big thing in the industry as well is the term day of, right. which I find very interesting because our team specifically starts six weeks before the wedding, but I know a lot of other planners do four weeks or, right. you know, even three weeks. But right. when, a, when people come to me saying, you know, Oh, you don't just do day of, you just don't come on the day of. I'm like, Oh no, no, no. We don't just so, show up without a timeline. There's like a whole process to gathering the contracts. And right. because we are just starting with you and we have that six weeks or the four weeks right. because we're getting to know you, but also fix anything that needs to be fixed because it was oversights or, you know, didn't realize because we do this every day versus the clients who are only having one wedding, of course, in their life, not going wood. <laughs> um, but, you know, 
we as they uh, kind of like sift through what is correct and what needs to be changed. And so the biggest part is definitely we don't handle contracts, um, final payments. Um, my team doesn't mind, you know, giving a tipping guide. If you're going to tip the vendors, which is also a great topic, like if that's required, it's a service industry, but um, providing those like insights as to what to expect on the day. I even created like a document that goes over every small detail you could potentially have on a wedding day because Pinterest is a friend and a foe, right? So, <laughs> yes, it is. yes, it is. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I have the Pinterest chats and they're like on there at midnight. I'm like, get off. <laughs> don't, you know, don't I, Pinterest at midnight. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that most people realize actually how much is involved in the event planning and, and the nuances totally. that happen. I mean, I tell people all the time that, you know, a, a typical, a typical wedding has over 5,000 pieces attached to it, you know, decisions and options, et cetera. And that typically, if I was going to do a full planning wedding, it's between four and 800 hours, 400 and 800 hours of planning time. And that's on the short end. I mean, I have a wedding right now that I'm doing at the Perez Art Museum. I'm into like the 1500 hour mark at this point and we're still six months away and I just want to stab myself in the brain. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's going to be stunning. It is going to be stunning. Then he's incredible, but yeah, you you got to bring everything. (laughs) But there's a lot of different, there's a lot of pieces that go into this and, Absolutely. you know, and, and not just the, the vendors, but insurance oversight, you know, city officials, all that stuff that comes with a, an art museum. So totally. even when, but I'm going to go back to your at home wedding, right? So when people are thinking about their at home wedding, I don't think people realize that there's HOAs to deal with. Right. Uh yeah, noise like, yeah, trash, right? What do you do yeah. with all the trash cleanup? Um, even for load and loadout, so because a lot of times HOAs have very specific guidelines on, on the times that you're allowed to have mm-hmm. trucks to come in and, and leave, exactly. Or valet, if you have guests coming and you don't have enough space for them, and also if you do have space, are they parked correctly because they're drinking at the end of the day, right? So, like, do you really want to provide that kind of like parking environment are you responsible for it there are just lots so many small details that come with the house especially the big one to me is always the noise ordinance they like want to go to like 3 a.m because it's a house but there's neighbors (laughs) 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 and sometimes that's as as easy as a little note that goes to the neighbors and said hey we're having a wedding you know like you know do you want to come and join us kind of thing but i feel like a good event planner or wedding planner or even a day of person would remind them of that to say, Hey, you know, why not reach out to it? I mean, Marcy, what, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I mean, just going back to the day of plenary, you know, just that little aspect alone, having somebody go over everything the day of, it just would not, I mean, it wouldn't work because you're not familiarizing yourself with all the material and all the logistics that are going to happen that day. You're already in the thick of everything. So that is the essential of why Everything needs to be done ahead of time so that you're not, you know, so a planner is is familiar with everything and is there to give you the best potential that you can have. 
Yeah, but what about your sister? Let's say my sister, my sister said uh, she's going to do my wedding for me. She oh. did my she did my other sister's wedding, and it was amazing. It was I mean, amazing. You never know what you're going to get. I mean, I when I was working in the hotels, I had a client that they came in. They said that they're a wedding planner, and I asked, you know, oh, okay, you know how you know who are you working with? How many weddings have you done? You know, and I asked the essentials. And one of the things was is that she had done her either friend's wedding or her sister's wedding, but she wanted to put a an ice carving in the middle of a dance floor. And anybody <laughs> who is a professional would know that you cannot put an ice carving in the middle of the dance floor. That's First enough. of all, you have liability, in, which Slippage. is huge. Slippage, <laughs> the water's going to get everywhere. People yeah. are going to fall. There's liability involved. Um, you know, there's just a multitude of problems. And as we talked about, earlier, you know, right. even um, the floor getting buckled and so forth. So, you know, those are things that, you know, most hotels would not be able to accommodate with, but more, more importantly, your guests, you're putting your guests at risk. Yeah. And that's, okay. Those are the things that as a professional that we pay attention to. Yeah. But you know, there is the, the, the person on the other side of this argument that says, you know, you really could do this wedding without having to hire a pro. I mean, pros typically a day of will run 800 to $3,500. I mean, depending on the pro and what they're doing for the day of, and I'm saying day of, I'm not saying full planning. I'm saying day of, day of. you know, that is a, a, a big, um, and I'm playing devil's advocate here. That is a big portion of some people's budgets. I mean, most weddings, they say, are under $20,000. They say more than 80% of weddings that are held in the United States are under $20,000, which I find amazing <laughs> considering some of the budgets that I have to deal with. But, you know, I, I look at 20 grand and I'm like, well, is it a party for 20? I don't, how, you know, between the flowers and the liquor and what have you. But I also understand it. $3,500 is a big chunk of change right. to, to hand somebody to say, okay, now, now make my, my world a reality. Oh, wait, you're not there to make my world a reality. You're just there to make sure that the logistics go well. I mean, so, how, do, how do you defend that? I mean, I defend it in my way saying like the pleasure of waking up and knowing you don't have to deal with anything is insurmountable to anything else. It's like you Smart. knowing that you hired a professional to take care of those details. And I always tell this to people who call me and new inquiries. I'm like, listen, wedding days are going to be one of the best days of your life, but it's still another day. Reality still there. Unfortunately, no matter how much planning you put into a day, it's not Things are going to happen. Dad's going to forget his pants. There's going to be a <laughs> on the highway. Um, I had a wedding recently where I had to sew four bridesmaids into their wedding, uh, into their bridesmaid dresses because they didn't try it on before the wedding. Uh, you know, we come with a sewing kit. We come with a smile. We come with solutions because there's right. always going to be problems. And that's, to me, like... Hiring a planner, especially a day of, takes away that worry. Like, okay, life will still happen on the day. And that's part of my job as a planner, too, to prepare my clients saying, 
I'm going to do my best, my best to make your day as perfect as possible, but right. you're also going to have to approach it realistically, remembering that this is still another day in a life. Like no matter, like you are like, this is going to be the best day ever, even on just a normal day. You know what I right. mean? Let alone like your wedding day. So if you go in with that mind frame that you're marrying your best friend, you're seeing your family, you hired a professional to take care of the details. You just worked so hard, like $20,000 on, you spent $20,000 on this wedding. Right. It's worth having that person ensuring that 20,000 is following through. Um, you know, that's to me is insurmountable with the amount of money. You know what I mean? It's just providing that mindset. And sometimes that's true. And that's true with vendors as well. You know, like that's kind of what I say when you find things on certain websites or online and I haven't heard of a vendor before. The last thing I want to do is you having um, a freak out like two weeks before because you had a nightmare. I get so many texts like, I had a nightmare about my wedding last night, and I'm like, "Oh, my three a.m. texts are my, my three a.m. texts are my favorite. Like, I, they're my favorite." Sorry about your dream. <laughs> they're um, like, I just want to make sure you're still alive. I'm like, I'm right. still alive. I'm here. Okay, I'm not going anywhere. Okay, exactly. So your dream, you know, we can't control your nightmares or your dreams, but we control the quality of service and like making sure we'll at least try to make you as happy as we possibly can, right. and that's you know, what a day of provides, at least, you know, I can't speak for other planners, but right. and I know Keith and Marcy, you guys are amazing in the industry as well. But, you know, I believe day of services should start a few weeks before the wedding day, not oh, the actual day. A hundred percent. I think, I think that anybody, so many small things. well, so I'll, I'll, let me, let me give a shout out to Katana. Um, she, she w- w- used to be with the, uh, oh, amazing things. Yeah, gallery of amazing things. She's now doing her own thing. She is a tr- a a real of like day of logistic person, but she is only day of. She is six hours, two to eight. That's it. That's all you get her for, not before. And I don't, you know, and I think that that's perfect for what she. But she's very upfront about it. She is very very careful to make sure that her clients understand what the responsibilities are, but that's because she's a pro and she's been doing this and she makes sure that she communicates exactly what her limitations are. And I think that unfortunately in our business, people are, are so used to saying, Oh, of course I can do that. Oh, I can do that. No, 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 no. I'll take care of that. No, no. And it's not true. You know, they, they don't put across exactly what the limitations are and exactly what the instructions are and what exactly they need. And they say, yes, 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 yes. But then when it really comes down to it and the labor comes into it and the timing comes into it, that they, they all of a sudden aren't there, you know? And I feel like that could be applied to all vendors. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what I really, really discussed in my online course. Like the questions to ask your vendor to make sure it's a right fit for you. Cause everyone's going to be different in the way of they want to plan their wedding, what exactly they're expecting from the wedding, how much communication you're expecting from your planner or, you know, even your musicians or entertainment, you know, it's, clear and concise understanding of what you're signing up for. And it's hard to know what questions to ask, you know, especially in the beginning, you just were engaged. Like now you're just trying to go through the steps of like what to do and everything online. So confusing because it's all mixed up. So many other people having, you know, opinions about things. And when you have family provide the opinions and your friends are providing the opinions and you have to consider 500 different um, opinions that you just, at the end of the day, can't please everyone. So right. the best way to do it, in my opinion, is to connect with your partner, discuss the best method and best 
where you want to allocate your budget. Cause like my first steps in wedding planning is figuring out your budget, your realistic budget based right. on your dress count. Those are like the top two things, at least to myself in planning. It's like, you have to have realistic expectations, which we were talking about Pinterest, like those expectations <laughs> of having ceiling arrangements um, with, you know, a certain budget. And you're like, that's funny. That's the ah! thing. <laughs> so, you know, so I'm, I'm so you glad that budget, honey. I know, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm actually so glad that Brooke was able to join in. So she is what? actually work. She's actually working with one of our clients for, for a surprise for the groom, by the way. Uh, and so that's she was off doing some a secret. So we, we, I know we can't um, say too much about it because they're probably the listening to the show. But in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but you know what I want to. But the reason I'm glad that she jumped in when she did is because Brooke is actually fairly new to the wedding industry uh, on this idea, even though it's been a couple of years. But Brooke, what was kind of a surprising thing for you when you got into the wedding industry and you realized? shit that I didn't realize that this was something that, you know, event planners actually had to deal with on, on this side, you know, was there anything that's kind of surprised you about like either timing or, or responsibility that you didn't think of beforehand? Well, I will say the first thing um, is something that I never thought I'd be good at. And I thought it was something that like, just, it was kind of like a common sense kind of thing. Yeah. And you're the one that told me, Oh no, honey, <laughs> you have talent. And um, the, not everybody can do this. So uh, that was my first, like, aha moment. But there's been so many different instances. Um, most of them positive, though. But it's, there's been some, you know, a well, couple of well, little things that it actually that takes surprise time. me. Yeah. You know, that it takes talent and knowledge yeah. to do this. I mean, it's amazing. I remember one of the first weddings that we did. And we were oh at... God, I just at- told the story today. <laughs> <laughs> so I just told the story. Uh, no, you did not. Was this the I was did. this the the fire alarm story? Yep. Oh my god. Okay. So we were at a temple in South Beach, and this this I love this family was amazing. And I think but, he's watching, so this is perfect. <laughs> oh, even better. Well, so the the kitchen didn't do a great job and they actually burned something and the fire alarms went off, but the, the music was loud. The lights were going crazy. (laughs) And this is her first wedding. And this is how I knew that she was meant for this industry because without blinking, she said, "Oh no, no, those are those are strobe lights. I, I don't." Now has like alarms been going off. No, those fire alarms. Those are strobe lights. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but because those alarms aren't ringing, I was able to be like, "Snap!" Um, yeah. So yeah, and then but, you know, he's like, "Yeah, you're you're stuck you're, with me, you're, gal. You're, you're destined <laughs> for this." But you know that there is something to be said about rolling with the punches during an event and knowing okay. how to you know, stay on top of stuff, even when things are about to fall apart. But not fires, so to speak, right? That's what we right? do. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, that's really all we but, do. Right, but do and, you know to make, and to make sure no one else knows. Right. <laughs> exactly. But you know, I mean, based. most of our job is, day of, is rolling with, with what happens during the day. Right, Patina? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I had a recent, and I talk about it often, a recent... Uh, rooftop wedding where, you know, in Florida, we have to have the plan A, plan B, C, D, E, F, G for all the weather types. But I didn't ever really think about 
how strong winds can be next to the ocean. <laughs> I'm like, my, my um, actual canopy, my huppa, was not staying straight, and we're over A1A. No. And like, my floor is like holding on to the rail and the huppa. Like, we can't do this huppa. I'm like, we're going to do this huppa. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like holding it there, like flying in the wind as well. It's like right. 25 miles per hour wind, and it's usually three to four. And like, so we had to like, you know, I'm like, what are we gonna do? Like, it's not rain. Sandbags, water buckets. I mean, um, yeah. Hey, not- listen, you can always, you know, light up a little lantern and set it off over the ocean. Right, right. You know, but I, but I think that a lot of people don't understand that while you're in the hair and makeup chair, right, getting all your hair and makeup and having to deal with the personality issues of your sister, your mother, your aunt that there's a whole nother world that is happening behind the scenes to make sure that your day comes together. And that is worth all the money in the world is to have somebody that is focused on that, that is not emotionally involved with your family. Right. I tell people all the time that I'm a meteorologist. I'm watching the hurricane. I can tell you where the hurricane is going and how to prepare for it, but you're in it. You're in it with your mother and your sister and your aunt, and they're all looking in. Right? There's a storm happening, but my job is to figure out how to make sure you're prepared for it and to make sure that everything is done before it hits, so to speak. I mean, yeah. I mean that's that's a big part of uh, of what we do. So when you when Bettina when you when you're doing your course, you you know, uh, and and teaching people how to do wedding planning on their own do you talk about the emotional issues that come up for a wedding uh i address it in like one of the first lessons the biggest thing to me as i mentioned is creating your budget sheet but also your guest count your guest count to me really deciphers your budget sheet your realistic expectations of where your wedding's going to be you want to be on the beach that's going to cost more than being you know off by the, by the water or you know i try to make it national so it can be in the mountains versus not mountains so I always say if you have other um, contributing factors financially, it, you make sure to clarify the boundaries. If they're going to be paying for a percentage, like family's going to or parents are going to be paying a certain percentage or all of it, how right. many decisions are they actually able to make? Because I always see that if those boundaries aren't or discussed in the beginning, it definitely comes up later on. Like they're trying to make decisions and it's a clash. And then it's like, it becomes so dynamic and being in the middle as a wedding planner, it's like, let me know what you guys think you're going to do later. But that's a hard part actually to be a bride and then to be financially responsible to multiple people in your family. I mean, I had a, I had a wedding that unfortunately had to cancel because one of the family members went through hardship because of COVID and was no longer to pay the 50% that they were going to be originally responsible for. And therefore their, whole wedding planning changed you know and then my job went from planning a wedding to being a psychologist to Mm -hmm. making sure that the family was still going to be okay with each other Mm -hmm. even because even with this disappointment that this wasn't personal that this was caused by a third party and again i don't think that a lot of people realize that as an event planner even as a day of logistic person a lot of times a, a, a big part of our job is psychology 
mediation. It's mediation. Mediator. I'm like, I hear you. This is what you want. And right. what do you want? And how do we meet in the middle? And they're like, whose side are you on? I'm like, I'm in the middle. All of them. I'm the flag of budget. I'm like, friendly, guys. You know? Right. That's a hard place. That's a hard place to be. And and again, I think that is worth I think that is worth the budget that you know when the cost that when it comes to it is having a Switzerland. You know, you need somebody that is not emotionally involved in order to help you make strong decisions in your wedding. Missing full of holes, that's me. Because you have a sister or or an aunt that really wanted a saxophone player during their ceremony and therefore really encourage you to have a saxophone player during your ceremony. But is it really something that you really wanted for yourself or was this something that you really just listening to somebody else? I got like super wasted at 830 and got real bent about it and then brought the whole situation up about that not happening. Right. And then, you know, the rest of that. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, I, you know, are you really listening to yourself or you're listening to your family members and their wants and desires because of what happened in their life? And I think event planners, others, weddings, like sometimes I'll have people text me right after attending a wedding. They're like, do we have this? And I'm like, do you want it? Like, it is that. Are you quite sure? It's all about appeasing everybody else, but you have to take into account that you know the couple is. If this is their wedding and their their moment to shine, not somebody else's. So it's it's up to you know to the professionals to to kind of hone it in and kind of remind them what they're there for. Right. Well, that is not about appeasing somebody else. Yeah, but remind them why they're there and remind them what their original vision was. And that sometimes is is worth all the money in the world. So because we're There's, we're about halfway through the program. We know so, better. This is what we do. This I mean, is what we do. But you yeah. said, so, Bettina, like let me ask you, you know, what do you what kind of services do you offer? Because I know personally that I offer full planning, partial planning, and and day of plus, right? I don't offer just day of. I, it's a day of plus because I feel like everybody always needs at least some insight or, you know, some type of reference. <laughs> exactly. You know, so, you know, when somebody is looking into these kind of services, what kind of things can they be expecting? Because sometimes it's difficult for me to explain to my day of plus clients that I'm not your partial planner i'm not your plan i'm here to advise but i'm not here to negotiate your contracts and i'm not here to and that sometimes is a very fine line to to explain to your clients how do you do it very clearly on the phone call i try to explain you know those three exact packages we have the full service we have the partial we have a day of plus that assists with finding one to two vendors and that's something we were discussing earlier every vendor is going to name their packages differently so it's also hard in the industry to kind of clarify which includes what and does the day of include welcome bags that's a big question too and like to me it's like welcome bags can be a, a variation a huge variation like it'd be super simple tote bag of items from Costco or like super detailed water bottle with specific label and specific packaging with labels on that. Um, so it really depends the wedding. But when we discuss like 
are full service. We're fully comprehensive in everything we do. We have all the contracts discussed, but you know, it's hard to explain the difference uh, between like the partial versus day of. And so what I always say with the day of is that we do nothing with contracts. I have a preferred vendor list I can send to them if they like to see it, but I'm not part of that process, you know? And I do mention like if they want, if they have a read, like a very like open, like idea of what they want for the wedding, if they have a quick question, like, should I have my bridesmaids wear gold jewelry? That could be easily answered. But when I have a day of client reach out, which is a constant thing, asking about their timelines months before the wedding, and I have no idea what's going to go in the day yet, I say, I'm so sorry. You know, I, that requires me to know way more than what you're asking. Especially if you haven't like planned all that. Right. Yes. You have your hands on it. Yeah. So let me ask you a question on that. So if you have a client that, let's say that whether or not it's the day day of plus or um, month before, or you have a full a full service client, do you have a number? Do you explain to your clients that there's a maximum number of meeting appointments in person, or if there is a maximum amount of hours that you're spending on phone calls with them and such? Do you have all of that arranged with them in advance? And that goes to both of you, I would say. Um, it's an interesting topic because I know other planners do. Personally, I just don't know how many hours I would dedicate to the wedding, especially with COVID in mind. I've had three postponements, you know, from the same client and unforeseen things. So I haven't really dedicated a certain amount. With day of day of packages, we're six weeks before the wedding. That's it. That's pretty simple. No contracts. Like we provide our DOC form beforehand, so they're prepared at that six week mark. But the moment we we reach that six week mark, that's when we come your planners. But when it comes to our full versus partial, um, the meeting and same with the day of day of, we only um, do if you want a meeting, we could, but we typically do a phone call. But the full and partial, I don't really keep track of the hours I do per client because there's so many different details for each wedding. I know every planner is different in that respect, though. I know some of them have definitely certain hours they dedicate to weddings and keep track of that. Right. Um, but that's when, you know, that's when I expanded my team to be able to accommodate um, said hours. So, well, and I, and I'm, I'm kind of the same way. It's like, you know, I feel like there's an, it's a law of averages, you know, I'm going to have some of my partial planning uh, clients that are take less hours and more that uh, some that take more. And so it's, it's kind of a balance. Um, but at the end of the day, I have to be very careful about my day of plus clients versus my partial planning and my full planning clients, because my day of my, my day of no offense, but my day of plus people are getting a very good deal. I mean, I always tend to do way more than I should ever for my day of plus. And I, and, and literally just had a, a, a recent moment where somebody asked me to do some, some research on some rehearsal dinner options. And I had to very politely respond. Like it would probably be more efficient if you reached out to them directly, because that's really not in my purview of my day of plus contract. And that was hard for me to say, I mean, as as people in the event industry, we're so used to saying, uh, "How can I help you?" Mm-hmm. Tell me. I, think, I, it's a, I you. think it's a tough spot to be in because you know you have this is your business and you, and you yeah. want that five star review and, you, and everything has to be perfect for them as anybody would want it. And, but then it's like, well, where do you where do you draw the line and where do you reel back? Because you know, Keith, you know how I am. Like, I want it all right now. <laughs> but if this is what the deal is, you got to roll with the punches. So if you're good, right, 
good. I mean, I mean but that's the thing is that, you know, there's so How there's you... so many variables and especially yes. right now with COVID and and all these things. I mean, we've had to almost be the babysitters of so many different weddings that have gone through second, third, fourth change of dates. And many of us as event planners have just done it without charging an extra fee, which is, you know, bad on us for not vow, you know, having value in our own time. But that's, that's part of why we do what we do in this business is because we learned a lot of lessons 2020. We did. We learned a lot of lessons. And so I'm going to go actually back to your, your, um, your classes in your, your 40 hours. Do you talk about like the expectations in case somebody decides that, you know what, I do need a planner. What should my expect, my expectations be? I do. Um, I do talk about planning packages and the differences between them and where you are with planning and if it's, you know, what part of the package is necessary for you. And I also ask, I also provide questions to ask the planner. Um, Like, I know, Keith, you and I are are similar in the fact that we don't necessarily keep track of hours, but I know other planners who definitely say only this amount of hours at this amount of meetings. Um, So to be sure that if you're a person who prefer phone calls or emails or even in-person meetings, in-person meetings, I feel, are not as popular pre-COVID as post-COVID because you have FaceTime now and those type of options. Right. Um, but to be clear, clarify like what you were expecting in a planner and where you are right now with the planning and how much is needed. I think with every vendor, you should at least have a phone call. Um, you know, and I always, when I have caught potential client calls, I always like to clarify the logistics of it. And I know planners do the same where, you know, maybe I'm not a good fit or maybe I am a good fit, or maybe this is the right route to take. And I try to do that in the course as well. Like what are the best steps to take to make sure this is the right fitting planner, you know? Right. Yeah. And that's the hard part. It's that, you know, if you're talking, if you're, if you're a bride, you know, and you you basically go to the knot, right? Everybody goes to the knot or unless it's a, a referral, which is, I'm always a big fan of referrals, but you know, if you go to the knot and you look at the top, you know, eight planners, I mean, I finally just got into the top eight after two years of, of the damn waiting list. I know. Hello. I, know, cost me a for- best I, I know, but cost me a fortune every month. I mean, but it doesn't mean that those top eight are, are the best planners in South Florida and nor does it mean that they're actually going to do a really good job for you. And I, and I look at those and I think, do I trust them? You know? And I, I go back to the idea that, you know, I almost like the idea of trying to push people to your 40 hour, you know, uh, course, because I feel like you need to have, you don't know what you don't know. I'm going to go back to that, that phrase. You don't know what you don't know. And I, and it almost seems like it should be something that we encourage our clients to do. Wherever you go, there you are. To be helpful. It's a helpful right? resource tool that's not out there. There's no online course that really goes into the wedding planning and teaches you like, these are exactly. the stuff. These are like, this is what you're about to go into. This is all the time you're going to be spending. If You know, this is like the things you need to do in order to ensure a good day. If you're going to take the easy route, there's most likely going to be error. And right. you're going to feel that on the wedding day. And there's too late to fix it at that point. Um, and you're going to like, just remember it too. Um, 
for the you know rest of your life. Not to be dramatic, but there's a reason. Yeah, but you know, I love the I, I and and I'm gonna. So I know this is probably like gonna you know push push more business to you, but you know the thing is is that I actually th- believe that this is a good thing. Education is never a bad thing when it comes to your clients. It never is a bad thing. There are a million people out there and we are a good fit for a lot of them, but we're not going to be a good fit for everybody. But I will always encourage people to at least get some knowledge before you dive into this. And that, that means that you're spending a couple of hours with me on a zoom call to go over your wedding and talk about the possibilities and the options, which is pretty typical, by the way, I typically I'm do understand a, what this whole day is going to entail. Look like. Yeah. Like and I that's have that's amazing. That's it like is. I mean, I have, education. but you know, I have an onboarding session that is not attached to, to my actual client. So in other words, I have my, my wedding contract, but that's separate from my onboarding, which is, typically a two-hour session it's a hundred bucks whatever wow you know, that's a great deal honestly right? you're in the right direction but, i just got but, tossed in the water and sink or swimming apparently i'm a really good dog kind of girl. <laughs> but, you <laughs> know, <laughs> but you know the idea is to to at least listen to what they're there where, where they are at the moment and to see if if i'm a good fit to see if, if do they really need me you know right. can they do the, this themselves yeah. you know and and then Again, I'm going to go back to your course. I feel like it's it's an important resource in our community to have that uh, available. Yeah, right. it's it's more of a helpful tool and it helps people understand. Like, I feel like everyone's like, "Oh, is it like the movies?" And like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we talked about that. So Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you can't solve everything from your best. Right. Uh, although I love that. <laughs> um, oh, oh, I, want I want a hundred of you right now. I know. I mean, <laughs> just to be beforehand, have this. You so mean high heels like, aren't sneakers? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? We can't solve it, an issue of a crying mom. Feels like a sneaker looks like a pump, honey. <laughs> right? That's what right. I mean. Exactly. Then, you know, and then so what about you? What do you do for, for your onboarding process? When somebody calls you and, and it's a brand new bride and, and, and typically it's an email process, right? So you give them the standard email. This is my pricing. Yada, yada. But your first conversation with them. What are some of the most important questions that you feel need to be asked as an event planner to get as much information from the client as possible? What are some of your big questions that questions you I ask the client or they ask me that you ask the client that I ask? Well, yeah. I always um, recommend a phone call. I don't like to send blank how much my pricing is because. Right. I like to really realistically allocate for the clients because I just feel like I said before, there's no wedding policing. There's no guides online that are pretty up to date. Like, you know, there's some books out there that are helpful, but it's, it's hard to really specify for a wedding. So, um, you know, I like to do a phone call with them and the biggest details to me is realistic expectations. If you're going to have 
250 people at your wedding. You're already limited in regard to venue spaces. So like, you know, so creating that realistic expectation, having that phone call saying, okay, you're on 250, you're already limited. Like you cut out half the venues you could potentially have having over 200 or 220. Um, You know, so creating that realistic expectation, guest sounds huge to me, budget, which I've mentioned before. Sometimes I don't even ask total budget, but like a realistic, like how many people are you really expecting for a certain number? And Mm. then from there, I'm like, okay, what areas are you going to be into? Kind of how I go through my course is how I do my phone calls. What are you really? (laughs) Pardon? What's your dream? What's your dream? Right, what's your dream? dream? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, so that's what to me is important is that realistic expectation because they see all these things on movies, they see these things on Pinterest, and they just have this like Cinderella views, and then the the reality of it is. It comes at a cost and maybe it's not something you saved enough or you don't want to take a loan out or, you know, and then there's insurance and there's plan B. I'm sure we all have had the experience of the destination client who's like, I'm going to be by the beach. And then yes. you're like, oh, there's wind, <laughs> wind and rain. And yes, and yes. Yeah, sure right. Yeah, <laughs> or like we don't need a tent. Oh, that's not a uh, right point for you too. Yeah, like to me, it's like I'll have people not from Florida, and they're like, "Do we really need a tent?" And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, you do. We really you you need it as a backup. It's pack just, two, Mama, pack two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you need you need an option to be indoor, but, um, especially with COVID. Um, we've been having a lot of increase for residential wedding, which right. are amazing we can be really creative with it and even save by venue but then you have a lot more logistics like a generator or you know like making sure there's room for the kitchen for the catering and like if there's enough bathrooms like there are small details so question for you so you know you when you talk about the fact that you're looking for real realistic expectations one of the major questions that feels like a major drawback to to the couple is what is your budget? I feel like that quote, what yeah. is your budget, makes everybody cringe. cringe and, right? and, yeah. and and it does two things. First of all, it makes them feel like, why are you asking? Mm-hmm. And so, second like of all, like, feeling. right? And second is, is my wedding planner trying to suck every dime right. out of me? And the answer is no. No, I'm not, not. Tr- I, you know, that's you just not try to my help. job. <laughs> exactly. If not, if you call Keith Willard and you call the right well, one. But, or, or, you know, or, or, you or, know what? Where is it? You know, I mean, where is but it? There what are planners that are yeah. very like that, though. It's like very super business. And it's like, where does but, the heart, where does the personality come in? Where does, you know? Exactly. But I feel like, you know, if you, you need to call a couple of event planners and, and, and be ready to answer like that question. Having your budget. Be realistic. Yeah, I can ask if you're comfortable sharing your budget. I appreciate so I can lead you in the right direction. But if you are not comfortable, and something that's very common, and it's fine with me, I am uh, a planner who likes to stay within budget. But I'll have a couple tell me a budget before hiring me, and then a different one after hiring me, and that's a fine thing. You know, like you add an extra twenty thousand, whatever thirty, it's fine. Like you do whatever you want. Like, if I'm gonna throw out thousands, I'm gonna do a little homework before I pick up that phone. <laughs> I promise you that or get on the keyboard. Right. But, yeah. I mean, like, to start, you, you know, do something, have, you know, have a little bit of an outline or a plan right. before. Some kind but of you, 
But and you it, need to, you have to have an idea of what yeah, you want to spend. I mean, I'm either going to guide you to the Grateful Palette or I'm going to guide you to Four Seasons, depending on what your budget and your expectations are. What's your fantasy? What? I kind of liken it to putting going? on a wedding dress and it being way, way over your budget and you fall in love with it. Why would you want to put something on that you're falling in love with when it's totally out of your range? Right. Being honest is our ability to help help you. I mean, you know, our our, our goal is to help you get what you want and need within your realistic vision and and budget. Well, because there's – go ahead. No, no, Bettini first. Oh, no, I was just going to say I've even had client calls where I've said, okay, realistically, maybe it's not within your budget to get a full service, but maybe a partial. So I would say look for venues in this area with that can accommodate this. And maybe instead of a full liquor, do a beer and wine. You know, I'll give them tips even after because we are doing this because we care about people, right? We're we're like people, people. We love hospitality. We want to help people. And and at the end of the day, if you're not telling us the budget is actually going to be a downfall for yourself because we're just going to try to help you get what you want. And if it's not what you're actually wanting, it's not going to be what you're going to get. And within the first five to seven minutes in that conversation, I guarantee you, if they have not brought up the money, we already know kind of what they want. And then well, right. and that's when the that's when the games begin. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing is that you know I never want it to be a game with or with our clients, and I tell people all the time. I'm like, look, I, and I've said this m- multiple times. I'm out of your budget. I am so out of your budget. I I do not want to waste your time. But what I will do is spend the next hour talking to you about what I think you should be thinking about and the venues that you should be looking at based on what you've told me. And right. I, I find that's good karma. I think that's just totally. karma. Of course. You come Keith, back. Keith, do you remember what was the, the I had one concern when, when Keith uh, offered me the position that I have, I, there was, I had one concern and only one concern. And what was that? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, oh my God. Kickbacks. <laughs> Oh yes, because I I don't I don't accept kickbacks. So I don't accept oh, kickbacks from any of my vendors we, or any of my venues. I'm very if upfront. We, if we get know. it, we give it to our bride and groom. Yeah. So whatever discount we get, we give it to you know our bride and groom. And I just so like to be basically it was an integrity test for Keith, and he passed it. And that's what means everything to me because I was taught growing up that that costs you nothing, but that's your complete livelihood in your in your word. And it, and it means millions. And so that was the only question I had for Keith when he um, offered me the position I have. And but you know, I are. think I think that's <laughs> I think that's really important for I think um, a couples out there in general to understand that yes, the wedding industry is a wild, wild west kind of environment. <laughs> but people that are in the event planning industry and have been in it, and I think that's important, have been in it for years, right? That have a history, that have great recommendation that go back multiple years, that we're in it to to help people. And, and that's where you get a discount from that relationship. And that's a completely different subject to me. Right. And a different kind of ideal. But you know um, what I mean? But, but it you basically know, I, was a, it was an integrity question. Basically, it was a, it was integrity for me, and that's what but, it was because I didn't know Keith that well. I, I worked with um, two events with you, and right. I, but I think I, bet, Keith, I thought it was amazing. But I needed to 
but because I, I but, do have a, a resume and a background, so there was that one little thing. Yeah. That an hour and what's up? So when and we're when we're talking about, anything, but when but. we're talking about clients, when we're talking about brides and they're coming into it into to new, you know, and coming into this first end, I think it's really important to explain to them as a group, as us as an industry. On the whole, we're here to help you. Right, we're on we your do team this because we love we're on you. your team. Okay, we're on your team. That's it. You like that is, and that's what I say too because I don't take commissions as well. Any type of you know discounts I can receive, like instead of receiving that commissions, I apply it to the clients because I'm fee based, and I think that's important to also separate because some planners are um, percentage based. Yeah. Um, so I'm personally fee based, and I tell them like you pay my. And that is it. You know, yeah. I'm not going to take any kickbacks from plant, like from other vendors because I am fee based. I'm charging the price of my quality and the, you know, my expertise. And I don't need to take those kickbacks for that exact reason. Um, but everyone's very different in regard to how they operate their business. I know that is something to ask the planner. Um, yeah, and it's right there. You know, I know some do, some don't. Sorry about um, it. Not sorry. <laughs> But I think that I think that's a, three brain cells. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's important to actually ask right up front. It's like, For what sure, is man. your fee? Is it a fee based or is it commission based? Commission because based. that will make a huge difference. I know some planners that are very specific about the vendors that they will um, show their clients because those are the vendors that will give them a kickback. You know, twenty percent, ten percent, and. If you ask, they're going to tell you the, the truth. Back is what's done with that kickback. And what well, no. I always say, Keith, don't be greedy. Pigs get slaughtered. I've been saying for a year and a half on the show. All the time. A little bit. But you All know, these I, things don't cost money. It's just integrity. It's just that kind of, what kind of a person am I dealing with right now? What kind of ideals do you have? What kind of morals? And to me, that's the stuff that I was raised on. I'm old school. I'm not going to tell anybody yeah. my real age, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm an old school girl. And but so those you know, are the things that matter to me. I feel like Honestly. that if you ask that question right up front, that should be one of the first questions that you ask your event planners. It's like, you know, tell me about your fees. Tell me about, you know, are you, are you percentage based? Are you fee based? And, and again, we're here to help. We're not we're here, here to, to hide stuff. Yeah. You know? Team you. Like, honestly, that's a consistent thing I say throughout the whole process. I'm like, I'm on your team. Even though I tell you that's not in budget, it's not because I hate you. It's because. <laughs> trying to support you to stay within budget you know that's i'm always on your team and you know at the end of the day you should a phone call is so important with your vendor so you can see if you connect you know and i i do a lot on my instagram stories and this amazing opportunity to speak to you right now today um i'm beyond behind the veil it's like you get to know the personalities as well so you're working with this person for a year two years however long you want to get along with them as well so clarifying every everything in the beginning is really important and finding out that commission versus fee base is also very important. I know commissions and the kickbacks was very um, popular in past generations, right? 80s. Like the business was been like this for how yeah. long it's been for. And I'm not really trying to sound, I probably sound really super shady, but I'm not, but I'm, but there is a certain portion of that, 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 that I'm corrupt about. And I'm like, no, this is, this, I don't want to work for you if this is how this is going to be. Cause right. to me, that's a whole different experience. And my job changes at that point, to be honest. So, so what do you think about like gut reaction? You feel like people should trust their gut reaction when they're talking to an event planner. Like if they feel like this is a little shady, you know, move on kind of thing. 
I think the gut is really, I, I trust my gut. I'm thankful, knock on wood, to be where I am today. Um, because I've always trusted my gut feelings and I truly think, and also vibes. I, I mean, like, obviously I'm new generation, but like, you got to vibe with the person. You're going to be talking to them often. You've got to laugh a little because although we are business of, um, you know, professionals, there's sometimes they get the little like gray areas where it's like, yeah. tell my aunt's cousin not to wear that dress because it shows her <laughs> tattoos. No, I can't. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I can't get involved in that way, you know, like right, um, right. <laughs> but if it's like, you know, talking to your mom to discuss like maybe the best way to pick the linen of the centerpiece, you know, like well, that foundation, not share over the tattoo. Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like, that's Those two colors don't match. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on the wedding day, we do have keywords for situations. Like if they want us to evacuate someone in the room. Um, but, you know, it's it's making sure you feel comfortable through that process because it's going to get nitty gritty no matter how much. And that's a, a disclaimer I give in our my first phone calls with clients, too. It's like I will take care of everything with my full service, every single detail of your wedding. But it comes right. to your but when it comes to your family, I'm their support. I'm not going to lie for you. Like I've had people say, oh, my God, I heard something the other day. It was so funny. Um, apparently, this um, bride didn't want to tell her groom the real price of a, like how much she was playing, paying for her force. So she was <sighs> going to Publix and taking out these gift cards. Oh, you've been talking cards. to Jay Morgan. You've been talking to Jay Morgan. And the only reason I say that is because, yeah, unfortunately, she had you to close the door. Right. So she's, yeah, so that Jay Morgan. I, I know that story. Oh, my God. That is so, it is absolutely 100% true. Not that I know this client, but that is 100% true. Yeah, is, I didn't she, hear it from Jay Morgan. I heard it last week from someone no, else. It was something different. My face was, like, turning red. I was like, don't do that to your <laughs> Oh, my God. That's going to be so sticky. Cause like, oh, my God. Later on, this is the best episode ever. No, but seriously, that actually, that is actual thing so this is the this is the story is that the 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 mother of the bride didn't want to tell her husband how much she really wanted to spend on flowers and so it was around thanksgiving time and so what she was doing is she was going to get Publix gift cards and then adding them to her normal grocery bill week after week after week so i don't shame her for that though that's just love out i'm trying to make things fabulous a hundred dollars a hundred dollars a hundred dollars a hundred dollars what i will say though Keith, well, you remember this this, <laughs> this little one? It was a little I'm fascinating. I have to say, it was all a little fascinating. I've got the mic. I said, like, hey, this is this is this is it. Like, we can hit it and go. Like, this is it. Like, so you're walking on a run. And yeah, I'm, like, I'm starstruck and dumbfounded because I'm like, I, I'm oh, literally a foot in front of your face. I'm no, like, seriously, okay, that's wow. just that's literally just one story of a million that any oh, event planner can oh, tell you. I press play on the GoPro, honey. Oh my yeah. god! So, so Bettina, tell us a little bit about how somebody can go about getting onto your classes to your to to sign up for your classes. How do they do that? Thank you for for this um, opportunity to share it. But yeah, I mean, you can go into my website. You can reach out to me on info at busybeesevents.com, info at busybees with an S events.com or reach out on Instagram and I can send you my website, but it's on busybeesevents.com. It takes you straight to the course when you see it. I have a video. I explain what's in it. You can definitely check it out if you just want that educational tool to go in the right direction of even, you know, 
after that hiring a planner or, you know, see what's best for your wedding. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's the best way to check it out for sure. And thank you for that shout out. I appreciate it. You don't want to like get some knowledge, get your knowledge. feet wet, know what you're getting knowledge into before you call us. It's not yeah. like the movies. Yeah. <laughs> and, and by the way, it is on the ticker tape below us. So, uh, Bettina, thank you again for being part of behind thank the veil you. this week. That's thank kind of an hour, but next and I'm week, sorry I was late, but it was so great to see you and I love your so next week we actually have carolyn mariani who is the brand ambassador for bottega oh hello Ooh. look at that pretty bottle so next week we're going to talk about all about like champagne and prosecco and pairings so join us next week with carolyn mariani with uh the brand ambassador from bottega so we're really excited about that but for Yay. today Everybody say goodbye. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you so much. Thanks, Keith, Brooke, and